Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we continue our study of Acts with chapter 3, verses 1 through 26, which tells of the healing of the lame beggar, which leads to Peter's second sermon to the Jews. Please listen to Pastor Jim as he delivers today's portion of this week's message entitled, Walking and Leaping and Praising God. Don't be afraid, don't be embarrassed, don't be ashamed, don't be shy to say, therefore, my friend, repent and return. A gospel presentation that is devoid of a call to, re- to repent isn't a gospel presentation. It's tragic that American, in American Christianity, we've gotten so touchy-feely that it's, it's common to avoid things like sin and repentance and humbling oneself when we present the gospel, but that's what it's all about. It's a changed life, all by the grace of God, but it's a changed life. Change your direction. Repent. Come to the Savior. Look at verses 22 to 24. Moses said, well, who's he preaching to? Jews in the temple. Pretty good to quote Moses. Moses said, The Lord God will raise up for you a prophet like me from your brethren. To him you shall give heed to everything he says to you. And it will be that every soul that does not heed that prophet shall be utterly destroyed from among the people. And likewise, all the prophets who have spoken from Samuel and his successors onward also announced these days. Now, now look carefully there. According to those verses, why is anyone ever condemned? Or as Peter said, utterly destroyed. Well, if you don't turn to Christ, that will be your eternal destiny. Now, his quotation is from Deuteronomy 18, and that's where Moses said, the Lord's going to raise up a prophet like me, referring to himself, Moses. That's a prophecy of the Savior. It's a prophecy of Jesus Christ. A person is condemned if they fail to heed the Word of God through his prophets, all of which point ultimately to Christ. We need to include in the gospel presentation the warning that to disobey this is to be, well, it's not a polite way to say it, utterly destroyed. That's not what you want. Now, what's that referring to? Well, if you were to go ahead to Revelation chapter 20, I won't take you there now, but that's where the event of the the so-called great white throne judgment is involved. And that's where all unbelievers are judged. The basis of the judgment is the deeds that they have done. And it says the books were opened and the books contained everything every person there had ever done, thought, or said. That's what's in the books. And the judge at that judgment is perfectly fair. 
He is completely unbiased. He takes every shred of evidence into account, and he yields a righteous judgment. Now, everyone who is there falls short of the standard for salvation, which is perfection. And so they're all sentenced to the lake of fire. They are the ones who are not in Christ. And if you read before that, it talks about those who are blessed to be part of the first resurrection. That's the resurrection of believers, the resurrection of those who are judged on the basis of Jesus' perfection, not their imperfection. What an astonishing outpouring of grace we have in Jesus Christ. You know it in capsule form in John 3.16. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whoever believes in Him shall not perish but have eternal life. Two destinies. Perish, eternal torment in the lake of fire, or eternal life. By putting your faith In Jesus Christ, you are spared from the wrath of God that you deserve. And rather than being judged on the basis of everything you've ever done or said or thought, you will be judged as He looks at you, clothed in the righteousness of Christ, which has been imputed to you. Another way to describe that is in Romans chapter 5, verses 8 through 10. But God demonstrates His own love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, matter of fact, way before we were born, Christ died for us, much more than having now been justified by His blood, we shall be saved from the wrath of God through Him. For if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of His Son, much more, having been reconciled, we shall be saved by His life. What a great message. But Peter isn't finished. He ends on the sweetest of high notes, last two verses, 25 and 26. It is you who are the sons of the prophets and of the covenant which God made with your fathers, saying to Abraham, and in your seed all the families of the earth shall be blessed. For you first, God raised up His servant and sent Him to bless you by turning every one of you from your wicked ways. How spectacular is that? We read this morning in Romans chapter 9, Paul says, I'm I'm grieved for my people who don't know their Savior. And Peter says to his Jewish friends, for you first, all the Jews who heard him that day. Now it's true, it was their spiritual leaders who earned the title, this perverse generation, as when Peter said, be saved from this perverse generation. But Peter takes them all the way back to the foundation of all the promises of the Savior. The the covenant of all the covenants is the Abrahamic covenant. And as it's described in Genesis 22, 18, that's where it says to Abraham, and in your seed, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So this is a promise that one of Abraham's descendants will be a Savior for all the families of the earth. But it started with the people that Jesus came to. He rightly says to the Jews to whom He preached, this is for you first. 
The gospel is for the Jew first, but also to all the families of the earth. That's where we come into this sermon. All the families of the earth, even six or 7,000 miles and 2,000 years later, where it's really hard to even find one single Jew, people are being saved by this very same message. You might also know Romans 1.16, For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. And don't get bummed out here if you're sitting there saying, well, I'm not a Jew, I'm not a Greek, I guess I can't get saved. No, no. Greek means not Jew. It's a synonym for Gentile in that context. All this is fulfilled in Christ, starting with that promise to Abraham. Now, I know we've powered through an entire chapter, but I think in this case it's helpful to consume it in one gulp. The message is the same that it was in chapter 2. But I want to urge us to think about how to apply it in our setting. We're not in Jerusalem. We're not in the temple. Our audience is not Jews. We cannot take the people we're talking to on a little 10-minute walk to show them the empty tomb of Jesus. But it's the same message. So what can we extract by way of principle from Acts chapter 3 that we can use when we talk to someone about Christ? Let me make a couple of suggestions to you. Number one, any gospel presentation has to be theocentric, not anthropocentric. And I decided to use a couple of 25-cent words in case you were dozing off. Um, Maybe you'll remember it. A gospel presentation is God-centered, not man-centered. I had a friend um, when I was in seminary, he actually wrote a gospel tract. He, he, He wanted to deal with what he called the peanuts popcorn presentation of the gospel. You could go to the you'd go to the baseball game and there'd be a guy walking through, he'd got all kinds of stuff, you know, hanging from his body and strapped to his his him and, and he'd say, Well, what do you want? Peanuts, popcorn, soda, souvenirs, what would you like? And he said, We present the gospel the same way. What do you want? Peace, happiness, affluence, comfort. No, no, no. My friend, God created you in his image. And through your sin, you're alienated from Him. I'm not here to give you peanuts and popcorn. I'm here to give you a a Savior. The essence of the gospel is not about making you feel better. It's about restoring you to the God from whom you are alienated and to whom you are accountable. And then once you're reconciled to God, oh, trust me, the personal blessings are unending But you have to take care of that reconciliation to God first by receiving the free gift that He gives to you. Now understand too, when we say that that's the gospel presentation, you're probably on the other end of it. You've heard the presentation. You have repented. You have believed. Your sins have been taken away. And that means that you can have the unending comfort of knowing that salvation is all yours, done deal, All of God, we contribute nothing. 
If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.